Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. The only show that says meh to an intro this week. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's kind of my fault. It's It's been, we've been busy and I haven't gotten into that much stuff. And Well, we're midsummer. There's not a lot going on TV-wise. Well, both I haven't watched the been, American Gods finale yet. Is the said issue. both of us have been working a great deal. Yeah, no. And I, I haven't really been in like the mental place to absorb anything new, so I've just been rewatching things that I enjoy. You know, like Gravity Falls. I love that stupid cartoon. It's not stupid, isn't it? Like little kids' Twin Peaks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Only ran for two seasons, had an incredibly satisfying finale, and I'm trying very hard not to buy their whole series of Funko Pop dolls. Uh, there's a whole new series of Funko Pops based on something that neither one of us gave a shit about. I can't remember what it was. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. They put out new Funkos, like, twice a week. Oh, okay. Um, I'm very upset I can't find an entire complete set of Scott Pilgrim to just flat out buy. Because <laughs> I just wanted to buy the whole set, you know, like, eight or nine dolls, and just have them all show up at the same time. Is it all the X's? Uh, no, they've got actually a whole bunch of ones. They have one of Envy, they have a few of, you know, I was going to say her band members. They obviously, they have one Scott. One of which is and, Like I said, obviously they have Scott and Knives and... Uh, oh, Knives, yeah. I was going to say Scott and Knives and Ramona. And then they actually have a really good three, uh, I was going to say three-figure set that I want to buy, which is for, for sex... Ba-bomb. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how they pronounce it in there. It's like sex... Ba-bomb. Ah-bomb. Ba-bomb. Sex Babom? Babom. Are we just gonna keep saying this for like the next five minutes? Hopefully not. But it's the it's the name of the, yeah, the Super of... Mario villain. Is it? Yeah, the Baboms. I never played video games. Yeah, that's where they got the name. It's okay. Sex Babom. I didn't know, sorry, God. Yeah. You know Bill Hader is the voice of the narrator on that. He did actually. Too, where he's like that Scott Pilgrim was dating a teenager. I was gonna say anyway. Legend of Zelda noise. Um, so we'll let's just bang through this. Um, I know you've got stuff to do, and I am getting. When you say let's just bang through this, it brings to mind all sorts of horrible mental images. I'm sorry. Have you never just banged through an awkward moment? Yes, I have. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I was making the face. Oh, you mean like, okay, yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, why that's I where saying. I went, but. That's why I was making the face. Okay. Um. Oh my God, hold on. So speaking of faces, I heard the best way to leave a place. I'm sick of this room and everyone in it. So long, jerkwads. I'm going to make, like, a baby and head on out. Oh, no. Who said that? My one of my bosses. I was like, that totally almost tops. I'm out like a boner in sweatpants. Ugh. Um, I'm going to make a baby. I'm going to make, like, a baby and head out. That was what it was. Ugh, God. She said it so casually, or I was like, whenever anybody says fucking it, beautiful. Like I said, whenever anybody says anything like that, though, I just immediately think of the gag in Back to the Future yeah. about how Biff can't get the colloquialisms right. Oh, yeah. Well, I was wearing it's like my... like a screen door on a battleship. It's like a screen door on a submarine. submarine. Idiot. Um, Why don't no, you make it's... like a tree and mm -hmm. get out of here. here? No, I know. Well, it's because I was wearing my electric uh, six... Back to the Future shirt, mm -hmm. which is... That's why she was making yeah, that yeah, show, yeah. because, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't she think of that, you know, like I immediately did? Exactly. Um, 
So I do want to bring up uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, T.J. Miller's leaving. This was actually news to me. Apparently not to anyone else. Uh, I was living under a pop cultural rock. Well, no, they they had an article about it probably about a week and a half ago. Okay. Since you're very up on Silicon Valley, I just assumed you would have come across it at some point. No, it was that I was listening to T.J. Miller on the Nerdist, and they were talking about him leaving, and I'm going, he's got great reasons to leave. Well, here's the thing, Um, though, is that maybe not so much at this exact second, but probably when he decided to leave was a little bit closer to when Deadpool came out, so he's having a little bit more of a Hollywood career going on. I, okay. So I think let's see where you're going with this. Like I said, I was thinking he was maybe. I've heard him explain it, so I know. No, go ahead. Well, no, it's just that, you know, he was talking about how, you know, certain projects where, like, no one leaves because it's such a great project, like Silicon Valley, whatever else. But, I mean... Um, I should... Oh, fuck, I thought of something. Two things we've got to talk about. Shit. Okay, red and pen. There's a pen right there. Yeah, I need a pen because I don't want to hear the clicking. It's fine. I don't need that shopping list anymore. Just oh, it. good. Okay, um, anyways. So yes. there's certain projects where people don't leave. Which I get, but I feel like Silicon Valley's gone on for, what, four seasons? It's Five on its seasons? fourth season right now. Four seasons? So it's one of those things where it's kind of a shit-or-get-off-the-pot moment. Well, it's a matter of the dynamics haven't changed, and he's like, they had talked, I guess the executives had talked about, like, well, you know, what do you want to do with, you know, Silicon Valley season five, you know, blah, 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 and he goes, I think if we leave, like, if I leave, like, it creates a new dynamic for all the characters, there's a, well, it does. a new character coming in, played by, um... Uh, Haley Joel Osment, um, Haley Joel Osment. Sorry, I said Joe. Um, I, I heard Joel. Short, I, I, I think I shorted him a letter. Um, who's hilarious on that show, by the way. Well, you know, I was a big fan, uh, big fan of him in the uh, "I'll Go Down with You," even though that sounds like the title of a porno. It was a pretty decent time travel sci-fi flick. Okay. I was gonna say. I mean, I I have zero problems with him as an adult actor. He just needed to find his niche. Yes. Well, I like that he's like got the long hair, the giant beard. Well, I mean, um, that's that's kind of him. But I like that he's kind of the new Ehrlich Bachman, kind of the new T.J. Miller of, um, you know, when he comes in and, and I think he uh, buys Pipe Piper so he can use the algorithm and blah, 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 blah. So now there's a new character that they're going to be bouncing off of, much like on the last couple seasons where they've had that giant, like, literal, not literal... Um, giant douchebag character whose name I can't remember, but he like prides himself on being a billionaire, and I can't think of the character's name. Fuckface. Uh, he is the one that talks about Jared and goes, "That guy fucks." Like he always he he insists that all of his cars have like the gullwing doors as oh, opposed to God. yeah, and he's got a uh, brand of tequila called Tres Comas because oh, he's a that billionaire. The worst. Three comments. Oh yeah, no, but you know who I'm talking about, right? But it's just one of those things where he's like, you know. The rich human version of three penis wine. Yes. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, so it's it's new character development, so I like that. I like that TJ's getting, and not the run, like. But I feel like TJ Miller, name. in a personal and professional basis, needs to move on and do new things. Um, I can only speak to one side of that. Um, I will, he, there's I, a man who got arrested in the last year or so. For I was gonna say, being intoxicated and assaulting an urban driver, uh, sorry, an Uber driver, he needs to move on and do something else personally and professionally. Hey, he's doing fine. He's got a bunch of stuff. He's got the Emoji Movie coming out. Deadpool two. Actually, at one point he was like, "I'm gonna be in Deadpool 5, which was really funny. 
Um, you know, I mean, I, he's, he's doing a lot, and, and so is his wife, and they're doing fine, so I kind of want to take the personal thing off the table. Um, uh, no, I, I want to get that off the table. He said there's pretty much zero positive news about his personal life for, like, the last year. Yeah, but, That's okay, what have you heard and what are you basing this like on? Like I said, because it's been reported. None of it's been reported. Like After Deadpool, it became a lot more high profile, and so there'd be occasional pieces popping up on him and all of the, you know, celebrity news sites that I would read. Okay, well, everything seems fine, so... I mean, that may just be a veneer. I don't know. Don't say veneer, I just think about teeth. Or blinds. No, I just think about porcelain veneers. Okay. I don't uh, know why. I don't know why. But, no, so I like the idea of, of Haley Joel Osment. Um, just adding a new dynamic. At, at, yeah. Yeah. Just um, changing it up. You still have the same characters. You still have Middle Ditch and uh, Kumail and Which, Martin Starr. I was going to say, he's doing extremely well lately. I've seen him in a lot of different stuff as of late. I've seen Kumail? Him, yeah, I've seen um, him. Well, he well, and his wife, just Emily Gordon, uh, they just put out a, a uh, they're putting out a yeah, movie. Yeah, The Big Sick. It's great. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. I went and saw it over at the Vine. Oh, is it? Fantastic. Okay. Like I said, no, they just put out The Big Sick, which is really great. But he's also been doing, you know, random bit parts and cameos on a lot of network TV, which is great money. Oh, yeah. But it's also just nice to see it being kind of more normalized that, hey, there's a Pakistani guy there, and it's not weird. That's yet another thing we want to talk about. Okay. Did I accidentally say something racist? No, but I do want to say that... But it's really nice to see a little bit more diversity in just standard network television. And I'm not going to... Also, I love him super fucking high in, um... Demon Baby. Demon? Baby Demon? Demon Baby? Hell Baby. Hell Hell Baby. baby. Sorry, that took us way longer than it should have. Actually, uh... We both know the exact movie we were talking uh, about. uh, What's his name? Uh, Michael Keegan, um, he in that way more. Oh, God, The guy that, like, lives in their, like... I was sleeping in your girl's face. That was it. Oh, God, he's so creepy. Um, no, I, I do want to get into this very shortly because it has been out for three years. Um, speaking of Pakistani characters, you gave me Miss Marvel book two. Well, that's because I accidentally got a second copy and I'm like, well, if you don't want it, I'm sure you can sell it somewhere or give it to somebody. And I'm a big fan of the book. I like that it's a Pakistani teenager who is still religious, but it's an actual hero story about a character that I don't think has really been very ex- explored very much. Her family background. Uh, yeah, her, 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 yeah, her specifically. Uh, Kamala Khan, I believe is the character's name. I have no idea how to, to pronounce it. I think it's Kamala. Um, but, uh, no, I've, I've been really enjoying it, and it's been... Honestly, like, when I was reading it, like I I honestly felt like I was reading, like, you know, Stanley, Steve Ditko, Spider-Man for the first time. Especially where, with her interactions with Wolverine. It's very Stanley. I, I'm just, I'm just getting into that. Okay. Um, but it's, it's very Stanley. Her interactions with Wolverine. But it's uh, one of those. things... But I mean, things... very like, not only coming of age, but very realistically taking on the also, family dynamic, the religious a, dynamic. It has a playfulness to it. It does absolutely. It has a very, it has a sweetness to it. If that makes sense, it's very endearing. And I like that the bad guy. Spoiler alert: the comics live out for three years. Uh, and I don't know if there's a new bad guy because I'm only halfway through the second book, but I did read the first. Um, well, like the, I said, I accidentally ended up with two copies of issue two. And, so. um, yeah, and I ended up well, finding... Well, trade paperback, I up, too, yeah, sorry. Uh, book two, and I ended up uh, finding book one 
Um, and something else we're going to talk about, and then I, I, I got Kill City Blues, which I haven't even started. Um, I know, I know. I, and I just got the call from Barnes & Noble that the Getaway Gods came in, and I'm like, fuck, i got to start reading faster. Um, no, you don't, because you're going to hit the end of the series, and you'll be pissed off like I am, because you got to fucking wait. Well, no, I'll, I'll probably buy a bunch more comics. And I've got, I'm only like a third of the way through Joe Hill's The Fireman, mm-hmm. which is like his stand. It's going to take me a while to get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good, that why, what, I'm just not a Joe, I'm just not a Joe Hill fan, you know that. Really? I tried. What did you try? You say horns, this conversation's over. Because no. you should have started with horns. No, it's been like four years. Maybe I should try again. I should probably try again. Yeah, heart-shaped box. You if and you... Matt Bailey were both real big fans of that. Huh. Yeah, exactly. That makes me not want to be a Joe Hill fan anymore. Like I said, do you see why I was a little off-put? Well, yeah, but you've got to figure, like, two people that effectively don't like each other think this one writer is good. He didn't dislike good. you. You disliked him. A great deal. Um, <sighs> Anyways, Miss Marvel. Love so, it. Um, I, I cannot, for the life of me, find a t-shirt with her little lightning bolt on it. Weirdly enough... It, I don't know if you'd look for Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel on that Captain one. Captain Marvel is completely different than Miss Marvel. No, I know. Their costumes are utterly different. Well, except at the very beginning when she becomes Captain Marvel, but was still it when ma- Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel. But it makes sense in the context of the book. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but I really like the fact that it doesn't discount her religion at all. No. It has to do with her having the coming of age, but still wanting to practice being a good Muslim daughter. I actually just got to the part where they make her talk to their... um, Yeah, to the priest. Well, well, Yeah, to whatever their equivalent is. I'm sorry, I don't know what the Muslim equivalent is. Sheikh Abdullah, or whatever the... Yeah. But they're they're mosques mosques leader. I know, we don't want to come up. Like I totally said, I'm very ignorant. sorry, I'm just ignorant. Um, <laughs> like I said, they're talking to him, and he's basically almost encouraging her to be to, a hero and be herself. Which was surprising, being that she's like, was so... Well, because her mother, not in a bad way, but her mother has a very confined and constricted view. Did they bring that up? Yeah, confined and constricted view of how a woman in that life should act. And he which is interesting considering he's the spiritual leader, has a much more open view of how he feels like that behavior is different depending well, on... Well, he does say, he goes, a, a woman of, you know... Her age. Her, her upright... Her, no, a, her age a, a, and an, her upright, an upright woman in this day and age should have, like, you know, strength and courage and compassion. The same things her mother wants for her, but in slightly different ways. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, that the religious leader versus the family... Have the same which is actually one of the things I've dogma, heard. but I'm sorry to talk no, about real quick. Have the same dogma, but interpret them slightly differently was really was really great. I just I really appreciated the fact that they had the spiritual leader there being the person that had encouraged her to be like upright, compassionate, strong, and firm in her beliefs. But not necessarily in the same way that her parents were. Because I think sometimes that's the problem, is that when you get stuck into a dogma like that, your parents want you to be exactly like they are. But the world is never the same within, you know, 40 years, or even 5 years, or sometimes even 1 year. Well, 20 years would be a generation, right? I say 40, because I was being a little polite, but yes. But yeah, I mean, 
So I know I'm, we're, you know, you were ahead of me on this one. I'm the last one on the boat with this. It's not a big deal. I don't even think Miss Marvel's a, a. It may not even be a comic anymore. I mean, I have no idea. No, it's not canceled. Three years? No. Uh, no, it's it's still. It's is still, it still going strong? Yeah. Great. Well, uh, also, say, I wouldn't I say going say, strong, but it's still going. Uh, I will say I love the fact that there's the bad guy. Uh, is the like. Jeff Goldblum fly equivalent of trying to clone Thomas Edison and a cockatiel. Yeah. Which... Admittedly, he is dangerous, but he's also hilarious. It's like... That that reveal was just like... Okay. Okay. Like, alright, it's still a comic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like... I was like, almost taking it too seriously. I'm like, this is really fucking good and there's yeah, no, these but, great underpinnings and then that happened and I went oh yeah right it's a comic book cool but it's one of those things where you did that and the reason that I realized that like oh it's a comic book it's because it's her best friend works at a bodega that's now her secret lair I love that she was like secret lair check like secret like you know identity costume check she grew up on a steady diet of superhero yeah, and not talk, just, yeah. like I said, and not she just... she writes Avengers fanfic. But like I said, it's not just comic for her. That's, like I said, that's not just... I was going to say comics for her. That's her actual life. She well, got but brought up. You have to remember, like, in that world, like, yeah, there exactly. is Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk. When you look at the movies and they talk about, which I still think is a bad nickname for it, but the incident... Um, in, in the Avengers movies... Do you remember movies, we had this conversation with Lizzie years ago, well, maybe one year ago, when they are talking about the... I think this was actually in Daredevil, and they make some reference to quote the incident, and Ryan's like, why don't they just call it 9-11? Oh, they meant the Battle of New York. <laughs> uh, though like, I... that was a real conversation that we had. But the thing is, at the event of the uh, at the end of the Avengers, when they do all of the interviews with the people, and they have the little kids in the superhero mm-hmm. costumes... And then the graffiti one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing that would happen. In, in their world. Yes. Absolutely. I do want to say, real quick, Sorry, speaking of, of you, me, and Lizzie, um, and anniversaries, uh, this week marked the two-year anniversary. What, of Lizzie or of us? All of us. Oh, that, that it sounded like we were a couple or a thruple. I feel a triple? Bad. I feel bad for saying that. Let me finish my thought. Um, marked a, this week... Well, last week, but, you know, at time of recording, um, in the last seven days, marks a two-year anniversary of Pussy Canaries. Oh, the Pussy Canary! Which, by the way, where's mine? Do I... Okay. Well, I don't work down the street from a Kinko's anymore, but I'm sure I'll figure something out. I feel out like I should put it somewhere. Well, yeah, I got it. But also, weirdly speaking of pussy canaries, because that makes me think of printing, Gardner should be at um, the, I was going to say Denver Comic Con. Remind too. me about that, no high five, remind me about that, um, Alf Ayer. Oh, they we're having this weird conversation all of a sudden. Um, oh, please, because no one has ever listened to us rant before. No, I just, I, I so, feel bad about asking you to remember something off air. Long story short, I... Because I accidentally ended up with an extra copy of Trade Paperback 2 of Miss Marvel, gave it to you, and you ended up really liking the book. But, like I said, I know they haven't canceled the book. I know it's still going. However, like I said, I really wanted to get a replica T of the one that she wears with mm-hmm. the lightning bolt on it. I can't fucking find it. Etsy. I'm sure it's on Etsy. No. Really? 
Well, admittedly, I did it like six months ago, but I can't imagine it'd be different now, considering the book came out, what, two years ago? Three. Because yeah. it was voted, like, best of 2014. I mean, I don't know when in 2014 it came out, but... Like I said, and I thought it was... Could be beginning, could I be thought it was a really end. interesting and a really special book. I loved it. Like I said, because it was... Like I said, I thought it was just playful enough for a teenager, had just enough heart because of the religion that was involved, yeah. and also her want to make her world better, but also her need to, you know, make her parents happy. Uh, once again, it's it's very much that, that balance of... I thought it was smart and balanced, yeah. That, that, that very balance that brought that Stanley brought to Spider-Man and Fantastic Four with the family dynamic or with Spider-Man like that he's got to hide this from Aunt Meg's a killer but he is driven to be a, 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 a hero um, that's why I can't stand in front of the rice section of the supermarket because Uncle Ben um, um, but anyway do, I, do we want to talk about Spider-Man? do we have something to say about Spider-Man? they've put out a glutton of new Spider-Man Homecoming commercials in the last couple weeks. Yeah, it's coming out like in like a couple weeks. Baby Driver's next week, motherfucker! Very Let's excited about Baby Driver. I'm gonna see the it's shit out of Baby Driver. Driver. Eventually I'll see Wonder Woman. <laughs> How do you feel about Spider-Man, though? I love it. I'm, I'm so in. I'm so in. Okay, here's the thing. Not only did they give him a chubby friend, they gave him a chubby racial friend. Kong. Who in the comics is really white, but... Doesn't sound racist at all. No, it doesn't? Kong? Well, like... No, like King Kong. Because he's a big guy. And he plays sports. In the commercials that have been coming out lately, he looks like a chubby Indian kid. I think he's Indian. I think he might be Islander or something. You have a point there. He might be a Pacific Islander. Yeah. But still, it's just one so. of those things where, one, he also doesn't look like a teenager. He looks significantly older. I don't think so. It's awkward. Well, it's not like the Friends thing where they're obviously in their 30s playing people in their 20s. 20s, yeah. But I'm turning 26. No, you're not. Um, No, I've, I've got a problem with any of the casting that I... I'm fine with the best friend character. It's just one of those, it seems like, it, it seems like he's the new chubby best friend, if that makes sense, and that's such an old, awkward stereotype. Well, I think when you have a character like... No, you know, I'm gonna say this, I think... Apparently if I'm wrong, wasn't Spider-Man's best friend... Spider-Man you know, never had a best friend. Wasn't Spider-Man's best friend, you know, a millionaire whose dad happened to be Green Goblin? Yeah, and look how that turned out in the movies. Just saying. Fucking James Franco and Ugh. Dane DeHaan. Not that I'm disparaging either actor. I might be disparaging James Franco a little. But James... Uh, James Franco, you're kind of a dickbag, but you're a good actor. And, and Dave De, uh, Dane DeHaan I really like. I mean, like, everything he's done I really like. Up to and including all the Spider-Man movies he was mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. But, um... But I'm just saying. He, yeah, but like I said, like, look how that turned out. No, I think giving him another, like, quote-unquote, like, maybe an, an an outcast to bond with, I, I think... I feel like they did it better in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, where he had a vague bond with the landlord's daughter. Like, they were both super oh, awkward. Oh, on, on Spider-Man, was that... 
That was one, wasn't no. it? No. Well, no, it was two, actually. No, because one had... No. No, it was, no, it was two, because he moved into no, the city. No, it was one. No, it was two, because he It moved. was one. It was one. Because remember he had you know, hiding on the ceiling from the Green Goblin and he was bleeding? That was two. That was one. Green Goblin wasn't in two. <sighs> I'm thinking at the beginning of two, where he's late on the rent, and his landlord yells at him, and then he ends up talking to the landlord's daughter slightly later. Uh-huh. And she's the very petite... The very svelte, yeah. I was going to say, the very petite blonde girl. And they actually have a really good moment where they both kind of talk about how they awkward they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not... I'm pretty sure that's in two. Because at the beginning of two, it's him trying to deliver pizza and sucking at it, and then coming home afterwards and his landlord yelling at him for not having the money. Okay, but he lived in that apartment in one. No! Yeah, in he did. one, he was still at home with Aunt May. Mm. I know, because Mary Jane lived next door. No, but when they had like the dinner scene and he's on the ceiling bleeding from the pumpkin bomb cutting him. Was that that was one. Pretty sure that was two. Green Goblin wasn't into It doesn't it doesn't matter. You and I are gonna look this up later and both we of are us totally are, look this no, up. No, both of us are gonna be right in different ways and it's gonna be super funny. Um, People are listening to us screaming the answer at their fucking Oh, they're right freaking now. out yeah. going, It's yeah, it's this Spider Man. I yeah. <sighs> Same thing that happens every time. Anyways, like I said... Is I'm it just, weird that I'm he just... didn't get like really super flirty with her in 3 when he was under the symbiote? Oh, I guess you had Gwen Stacy. That, no, that. honestly, I never watched 3. It's terrible. I didn't. I'm just going to keep living my life. Yeah, good. There are only two Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. I like it. There's only one Andrew Garfield one. And there's only three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, exactly. No, just keep living I'm my cool life. That. Yeah. So basically, my takeaway is I'm not excited to see a new Spider-Man. I am. And it's a little bit odd because I was shocked at how much I loved Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man when he first came out, and that's one of the selling points of new Spider-Man. Why do you sound like you're gonna cry? I have a little. Sorry, I got a little scratch in my throat. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to cry. I love Robert Downey Jr. I was like, um, so, no, I have a, I have a little tickle in my throat. And I don't want to cough because we're oh, okay. recording. Um, like I said, they they have Robert Downey Jr. in there. Julie. I I keep going. Who's Robert Downey Julie? Oh, that's his sister. Sounds, sounds hot. It does sound hot. <laughs> I was gonna say they have him as one of the selling points in one the poster, which is a terrible poster, by the way. Oh, I haven't seen the posters. Yeah. It, they have him, like, full face and in Iron Man costume. It's yeah. not good. It's not good. And two, they have him, at least for the little bit of cameo, talking to Spider-Man, saying, stay low to the ground, in pretty much every commercial. Can't you be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, I believe is the line, which I kind of liked. Uh, not... I, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm... I have zero problems with him as Spider-Man. So I'm talking what about is the, the hesitancy? Action. What is the reluctance? I feel like we're retreading... Places we don't need to retread. I feel like... Okay, you know it's an origin story. It's called Homecoming. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So, how does that... Where's Plymouth Rock? At a homecoming dance? Spider-Man goes to Boston, and he goes up against the Plymouth Rock. And and Slam Adams, Adams. and... Yeah. I think it's the Witch of whatever it was. Salem. The Boston t- 
terror years. I think it's, yeah. Like I said, that's, it's really awkward. That's but no, the Spider-Man it, movie I want. I don't want another movie basically just having to establish him, like, figuring out his powers. And um, you know, that's not what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not an origin story. You're not going to see Uncle Ben die. It's like, he's I like... Get, I'm not going to see Uncle Ben die, but it's still a story about he's him already trying been a, to conceal his identity from Aunt May, who keeps getting younger. Yeah, she's ben, uh, Benjamin Buttoning. It's cool. I'm yeah. very okay with it. Um, not Marissa Chomay, you look fantastic. Yeah, well, she looked, she looked good in The Wrestler. She still looks good now. I know, yeah, very, girl. very fit. Yeah. Oh, God, Jillian Anderson is still wicked hot. Also in uh, the Haley, no, Haley Joel Osment, I'll go down with you, sci-fi time travel flick, and they show a lot of her cleavage. Who? Jillian Anderson? Anderson? Yeah. And she plays his mother in that on movie. The, I like the mother was quotes, but yes, I understand um, no, I'm totally going to see Homecoming. Um, I, I love it. I'm so, and I love, I love Michael Keaton as a fucking vulture. Like, I wasn't sure on that one, but I was like. Well, after I saw Birdman, he could pretty much play any bird character, he feels like. <laughs> okay, that was really funny and you know it. No, I know. I was, I was, yeah. Um. But no, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think Homecoming is going to be totally fucking worth it. I, I honestly don't understand your reluctance. It's not an origin story. I think it'll make money. He's already been Spider-Man for months at this point. I think it'll make money. I think it'll be oh, a yeah. hit. I'm sad he's white. Okay, I'll give you that. I'd, I'd much rather see a Miles Morales story as I, opposed to... That I, that I yeah, will give you, that I agree Peter with. Parker. I actually wouldn't mind an origin story Spider-Man movie if it was Miles Morales. Because we haven't seen that yet. Because it's a different origin story. Like I, said, I, I, we I haven't seen I that absolutely yet. agree. Yeah. And I, you know what? I get it. It's Hollywood. And remember... Everybody's white, apparently. He's still, not He's not the first half black Spider-Man. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not it's, the first... It's Donald Glover. He's not the first... I'm sorry. I, I think he's, he's Puerto he, Rican? He's not the first half Hispanic Spider-Man. That's what I was trying to say. Well, I would say Latino. Latino. He's not the first... Half Latino Spider-Man. Is that Puerto Rican? Whatever he is. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, he might be... Uh, Whatever. You know what I mean? Latino. But, but Spider-Man 2099 yeah. was the first one. Because he yeah. was half Latino with the awesomely horrible half Irish, half Latino name of Miguel yeah, O'Hara. O'Hara. <laughs> like, and I, like, I want to be mad I at that. I get that you were trying, but... I want to be mad at that, but it was Peter David, and I guarantee you, Peter David was like, that's a wink and a nod. Like, I'm making this so ridiculously half Latino, half <laughs> uh, I just, Irish. I feel like he was full on typewriter handsing it because somebody was Who, like... Peter David? Yeah. No, God, no. On 2099? Uh, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I totally disagree with that. Having read it when it was coming out. Now, you want to talk typewriter hands, you want to talk Ravage 2099, which was co-written by Stan Lee, and it was... I'm sorry, Stan. Fucking god-awful. Well, it's the thing with Stan Lee now is that, God, I'm going to sound like such an asshole when I say this, he hasn't really particularly evolved his storytelling style in no, X number of years. They tried that with the DC Presents Stan Lee reimagining blah, blah, blah. Like, and it was like, Batman was like, a, uh, basically it was a combination of like Luke Cage, because it was like he had been imprisoned uh, wrongly. And but he was like a wrestler, which is like Spider-Man's origin. Yeah, it was it wasn't great. 
It, it wasn't great. But this is one of those where, and it's, it's not his fault. I mean, we all get stuck in certain ruts. He just hasn't evolved his storytelling style in a no. while, and that's not how people read comics anymore. Well, you know, there's there's always a line, and I don't know if it's necessarily Warren Ellis that said it. He might have been quoting someone else. It sounds like something that is probably an, uh, an adage in terms of just being a writer. Um, sounds like something Alan Moore should learn. There you go. Just saying. But that... If you write more than you read, you're a hack. And I agree. And I don't yeah, think... And I'm, not, I'm not, and I'm not knocking Stan Lee, but not, man... Not at all. The but guy's like... A thousand? Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things Small where, like, print's gotta be hard. <laughs> like... No. Excuse me, I just burped. But it's one of those things where, you know, you, you find your niche and your style, and sometimes the taste of your and consumer made, and evolves beyond right that. Yeah, I like mean, I said... So he's like, why change? Like I said, the taste of your consumer is going to evolve beyond that. Absolutely. And but that's what it is. It's just like you know, it's a little heavy-handed. That's well, but you know, like the thing is, like that's why I started Marvel and went to DC ultimately as a fan, because in the end, DC had darker and more adult content than Marvel. And the thing was, Marvel wasn't keeping up. And I'm not saying it's their fault. It's not their fault. Well, it kind of is when I bring up this point. But, you know, as an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, whatever it is, you know, I'm reading Spider-Man Fights the Rhino for the 90 millionth fucking time. Or how's he going to stop the juggernaut? Great. But then when I get old enough that I'm looking at stuff like Preacher, Sandman, Transmetropolitan, Doom Patrol, which we'll talk about later, like... That those comics grew with the readership, whereas Marvel didn't. And the, the Marvel's gotten better about it. I'm not saying Much, they but haven't. It's just when you're a little kid. But in the 80s, you know, for, for me it was like the late 80s, early 90s, and that's the rise of Vertigo. You start being like an, I was gonna say, an image and Dark Horse, and yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like well I Dark said, Horse was always. A bit, I think a bit more mature, except for that you start hitting around, really dumb like, John Byrne bullshit. Like I said, when you start hitting around 10 or 11 or 12, and you start wanting to have more interesting stories, like you have a lot more questions about the motivation of your superhero. So, admittedly, sometimes I don't give a fuck about people's origin, but a lot of times I do want to know more. And I mean, Spawn is one of the most interesting superheroes, quote-unquote, in a very long time. And he's a very dark superhero that you have to have a lot of backstory on. Well, and he was what image? Spawn, image. Yeah, Spawn it was, it was, was the first run of image. Yeah, Spawn I will, I will was image. This. And nobody has really been able to capture him outside of comics. I will remember this the day I die. One of the first times. I'm sorry, am I talking over? No, cool. Okay. You talk about interesting origin. I think it's in the first issue of Spawn, where uh, Al Simmons is returned to Earth as you know Spawn. And he's it's basically looking, a fucking demon. Yeah, well, well, he's a hell, literal hell spawn. But yeah, you know what I so mean. So he's he's like looking at his you know hands, and he's like, no, no, this isn't right. Um, and he tries to like shape shift into his old self, his old form, yeah. And he turns, and okay, you don't know what Al Simmons looks like at this point in the first issue. Mm-hmm. No, nope. and yep. he turns into this like blonde white guy. And he freaks out, and he's like, what the fuck? I'm black. And you're like, whoa, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, A, he, it's shocking that he can't change into his original 
form. And two, like, you're like, I didn't even know he was black, black. to yep. begin with. Like, it shakes your understanding of the character at its core at the very beginning. And I mean, also in Spawn, you have him as quote-unquote Hellspawn living among the homeless. He becomes the king of them. And like I said, they don't even give him a second glance. He's there, he's part of their community, it's just happening. And it kind of gets you used to the idea that there are people that everything is so hard for them, they're just going to accept whatever fucking happens. Well, that you have to some smaller extent. Um, because I, very early on, because Todd McFarlane knew that he sucked at writing, he knew. Um, that he had all these guest writers come on. Um, you had Alan Moore, you had Neil Gaiman, uh, Dave Sims, who did Cerebus, mm-hmm. uh, the Aardvark, not to be confused with the, you know, three-headed dog from hell. Um, but you had all these people come so in, gross. and now this bit him in the ass in the long run because he ended up in that protracted legal thing with, it with ended him up being and Gaiman. a whole legal thing, however, we, hold on, it but, did help him a great deal with his actual story development. Yeah, create well, yes, legally aside, um, that he had, like I said, Gaiman, Moore, and, and all of them come on. Um, it's just funny, because I can't imagine Gaiman and Moore being in the same room without fucking getting into a fist fight and Moore scratching him with his crazy wizard nails. Oh, no, like, Moore and, 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 and Gaiman and Ellis and Morrison, uh, Ennis, they're all friends. They all came up in the... Uh, I'd say they, friendly they, acquaintances they, or frenemies. Uh... Depends on which combination you're talking about. Cause, I was talking about Gunman and Moore. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. There you go. Because, yeah. Because yeah. Warren's friends with pretty much all of them, and I would call them friends. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, but uh, but like, you had like the character uh, Cogliostro come in. Um, that kind of gave the, the introduction into, like, you know, like, well, we're going to accept you because there's another weird homeless angel hellspawn person. Um, but anyway, Deb, I think it's a great oh, segue uh, talking about um, weird homeless angel demon people. Um, what better segue into the movie Chips? <laughs> Shouldn't it be pronounced Chipes? Because it's a lowercase I? No, it's the Venture Brothers joke when he's out with... Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, so I finally got around to watching Chips with uh, Dax Shepard. Oh, he wrote and directed it. Okay, I really like Dax Shepard. This movie looked like a piece of shit. It's... I wouldn't say it is, but I wouldn't say it isn't. Um, I don't like the Hollywood trend right now, which you're, you're coming off of Baywatch. Because, you know, Baywatch did so well. Well, that's my whole point, and Chips didn't do great either. Um, but then again, like, Dak Shepard's last movie didn't really do great. What was his last movie? Uh, the one that he wrote and directed, uh, Hit and Run. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. It's fun. Well, I like Dak Shepard, but I have to tell you, I thought about this, because we had a conversation with a coworker about this recently. You know the role I best like Dak Shepard in? Employee of the Month. That's number three. Let's Go to Prison. Nope. Cameo and Veronica Mars. Number one. Oh, right. Where he's like hitting on her and he's like, and she's like, ugh. Number two. Oh, in the movie, because they were married at that point. Exactly. The Veronica Mars movie, his cameo. That's my favorite thing he's ever done. Number two, him and Baby Mama. Simply because it cracks me up when he's like, banging all your friends. Consider them banged. 
But yeah. Never saw it, but that don't. was Amy Puller. Amy Puller, yeah. Tina Fey. Don't. It's not worth it. I know. And you say Amy Puller and Tina Fey, and you go, yeah. You're like, no, it's, it's no sisters. Sisters was funny. I liked it. I liked I actually it. haven't seen it. It's funny. No, it's just, fun. There's really good parts of Baby Mama, but yeah, it's just one of those things. It's weird that like in Sisters, Tina Fey's like the wild one. They kind of flip the script on that. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's not chips. It's it's good. Um, once again, like I'm I'm kind of sick of Hollywood going. Let's take these like. 70s. I mean, no, I know Baywatch was in the 90s. Uh, but let's, well, no, it's let, the reboot. Let, let's take it's, these it's the quote unquote, like, you know, semi forgotten. Um, Nobody forgot Baywatch. Intellectual properties, these IPs, and turn them into R rated movies. Well, you know, that phrase has been around for eternity. What's up? There's never a story that hasn't been told. Oh, okay. There are new stories, there's only yeah, new I'm twists. Can we at least dress them up a little bit better? Can we pretend there's something else, please, people? But I, you know. I haven't... I'm not going to see Baywatch. Not even for free. Um, but Chips was alright. I mean, really, if you take... Take the nostalgia out of it, it was kind of a fun buddy cop movie with... You know, we have... Michael Pena being like the... Like, like you know, the kind of the straight man. We really have Tatum Channing to blame for this because he was so damn charming in 21 Jump Street. Yeah, no, I know. 21 Jump Street kind of fucked us on this one. It was such a funny movie, though. And 22 was, was alright. 22 all right. was okay. It was okay. It was palatable. Um, but, but yeah, like... I said, like, we I, really have Tatum Channing to blame for this, because, I mean, Jonah Hill's pretty much always funny, but he was just a surprise hilarious in 21 Jump Street. Well, the, once again, like, them playing off each other, it's like... And they play off each other and... God, the whole thing is him as Slim Shady in the beginning... When he's uh, walking, I was going to go Lego movie, but alright. No, when he's walking around the beginning of 21 Jump Street, Jonah Hill with his hair bleached, wearing the white tee and the chain, comes across Tatum Channing where he has like the long, kind of like 90s drape hair. It's fucking hilarious. The very beginning of 21 Jump Street. I don't remember When they were well. actually in high school. Huh. Garbage on back. So. <laughs> Always a pleasure. How are you, Garbatron? Well, Garbatron, it is... Oh, sorry. One o'clock on a Monday and you're fucking here. Yeah, Is there no rhyme or friggin' reason to them picking up the trash? Well, it makes sense. Like, you do it like when, quote-unquote, no one be home recording a podcast. (laughs) That makes sense. I work at a restaurant. And a fairly successful restaurant at that. We're not at a restaurant! Oh, which, by the way, so, in the news this week, Amazon bought Whole Foods. Yeah, did you see the... For the love of God, turn that fucking Whole Foods into an Amazon storefront! Okay. Did you see the funny meme about uh, the guy... I can't remember the guy that owns Amazon off the top of my head. Oh, God, like Benzo or something like that? Yeah, yeah. But he's like, Alexa, buy something from Whole Foods. (laughs) Buy something. Buying Whole Foods. Foods. And he's like, shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Because I think that that's what actually happened. It was actually a surprising thought. No, there was, there was zero, zero whispers about Whole Foods being, correct. I was going to say, sold to Amazon at all. It was basically a pretty much surprise thing for everybody. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, yay. Surprise $13.7 billion. I'm just saying. Garbatron, I hate you so much. Yeah, like he's kind of drumming us out, but we will beat you, Garbatron. For the love of God, Amazon, turn that fucking store into an Amazon storefront because they suck so hard. 
You live by Whole Foods that apparently sucks so hard. I've gotten them fined thousands of dollars before, gotten their entire management team fired, and they still fucking suck. Oh my god, really? One. You? They made a massive, massive, I was going to say health department violation, because they kept dumping their ice from their seafood displays in the trees out front. First of all, disgusting. Second of all, you're going to get some poor animal fucking horribly sick. I got them fined $10,000 for that. Two. One, they did illegal construction at 11 o'clock at night. You are not allowed to do that in the neighborhood. No, I was going to say in a residential neighborhood. No. Two, their bakery department kept Different. coming in at... I was going to say, sorry. Three, their bakery department kept coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning and not turning off their outside speakers when they were blasting music. Okay. Four, they keep having illegal events without a permit where they would have live music in the parking lot. I remember that. And I repeat, yeah, no, I've gotten them fined thousands of dollars and it got to the point where, I was going to say, it got to the point where corporate actually fired their entire management team and sent a woman team in. So we've been pretty much cool for the last two years, but they still fucking suck. They're literally the worst oh neighbors ever. Oh my god, you're the Snowden of Whole Foods. They can suck a fucking dick. They're awful neighbors. I have lived here for almost ten years, and they are fucking horrible. Huh. Doom Patrol. So, I managed to find... Oh, hold on. Yeah, I think this might go on for a couple minutes, unfortunately. No, uh, So, I found uh, the Gerard Way... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the fucking artist off the top of my head. It's, it's Darrington. It's, it's right there. Do you want me to grab it? Uh, Nick Darrington, thank you. Um, I knew it was Darrington. Um, um, and I requested this from you a number of months ago when the single issues started coming out. Yeah, but I found the trade paperback no, while no, no, I was it's not a hunting for no, the like I said, it's uh, aforementioned book one of Miss Marvel. Marvel. Like I said, no, it wasn't a complaint. It's just I mentioned to you, hey, if you're out and about and you see this, grab this for me. Yeah, I feel... I don't feel great about you buying it from me. It's mine now. Deal with it. I know. So it's so good. He, I want to keep it. Like I it. said, why he doesn't feel great about this is he said you're going to read it and give it back to me, and I said no, you're not. Get the money out of my purse. And then you got the money out of your purse. Cause why? Because I don't think you put your hands in my purse. That's freezing. Weird. That's kind of weirder than I meant. Um. So the new Doom Patrol trade paperback came out. I don't. I don't know the timeline. I mean, that could be a little um, late on this one. Like no, no, no. But no, I read like a number of months ago, but not like years ago. No, no, no. Um. I really like it. I'm not going to say a whole lot of spoilers. I know Deb doesn't care, but um, I will say it ties in, and we've talked about this off air, that yeah. Gerard Way is a huge Grant Morrison fan, which well, wouldn't friends. he be? They're friends. Yeah. Um, it really does tie in the Grant Morrison stuff to the uh, Gerard Way stuff. Now, there was stuff in between, on I believe, one year later, after Infinite, uh, Infinite Crisis... Um, that Jeff Johns, I think, had a slight hand in, very sl- very slight hand in. Um, that wasn't great. Um, they tried to retcon a bunch of shit. Um, and I don't think people realize how much Doom Patrol actually influenced the X Men. We're not gonna get into that. Um, that's that's a whole thing. Um, because there is a lot of talk about... It's very much like who started punk. The Sex Pistols or the Ramones. Um, it's where you were and what you heard. Um, and who started... You know, kind of... 
kind of the outcast superhero group, X-Men versus Doom Patrol. Because they did come out very close. Um, and the writers were very close. Stan Lee and... Um, I want to say Ray... Ray Arnold? You can pause if you want to look it up. No, that's, that's fine. But it's just one of those things where Stan Lee does what Stan Lee always does. And it's not a bad thing, but he gives his heroes a little bit more polish. And Doom well, Patrol wasn't that. I agree, but this was a matter of there's a group of social, cultural, even genetic misfits led by someone in a wheelchair in both cases, which is a little too close to say, yeah. Like, you can go, oh, okay, well, there's a robot and there's Cyclops, and those are different. Like, they're outcasts in different ways, but they're both being led by a, a leader in a wheelchair. Professor X versus Niles Calder. Like, some of the similarities were a little close, a little too close for comfort, um, legality-wise. Oh, crap, uh, I can't wasn't... think of the name of that movie now. Who's the in one, it? Oh, playing this game. The one that Luke Besson just got sued for because it was a little bit too much like Escape from L.A. Lucy. No. No. Oh, um... You know what I'm talking about. It's the one starring Guy Pierce where he's on the fucking starship. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crap. It's a really good movie. Did I watch Lockout. it? Lockout. Lockout. Sorry. Sorry. That took me longer than it should have. But it's, it's, it's a whole Lockout Escape from L.A. thing. Yeah. So... Are they different enough? Yeah, they are. There's some shocking similarities. But but they're similar enough that you kind of have that... "Mm." So that's what... The bad guy was a creepy dude who'd lost an arm and was crazy. Ooh. I never saw Lockout. You really should. It's good. I know. Brandon actually suggested it to me. Sorry. Um, It's going to hurt me. But, uh, so Doom Patrol X-Men, there's a whole, and I'm talking like the original X-Men, like 1960, what, three? Is that 63? I have to look it up, but um, yes. You're but talking yeah. about, like, the beginning, the beginning. So, then Doom Patrol, but anyway, so, Jared Way's Doom Patrol really does bridge Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, which, Deb, you know I love. I mean, I, I have original a soft Doom spot. Original Doom Patrol? You were, no. It's not original, it's well, the Grant second, yeah. second iteration, iteration thereof. Yeah. It's the Crawling from the Wreckage Doom Patrol, which that's the name of the uh, actual storyline that brings everyone back. And you, you and I have both listened to um, his book where he's talking about actually writing Doom Patrol. Oh, yes. Man, that man took a lot of drugs. Well, he made a shit ton of money off of Arkham Asylum, which I bought from Miss Sexy. Um, you can hear more about her on the next damn. Um, and then some. But, that sounded... Eerily lascivious. Yeah, very lascivious. Yeah, but isn't. Um, but, like, yeah, he made a shit ton of money from Arkham I'm Asylum because he had, like, a, some kind of, like, commission deal. And, of course, that was uh, the year that um, the original 89 Batman uh-huh. came out, uh-huh. which is, like, printing money with anything with Batman. Um, so, yeah, he traveled the world, did a lot of drugs. Well, like I said, you and I both listened to his book. Super Guts. Well, I read it, but, yeah. Well, I listened to it. Not read by him, but read by another man with an accent similar to his. So it was, it was pretty good. Pretty easy. But no, when he's, he's talking about all the drugs that he did while he was writing Doom Patrol, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and sometimes I just put random keys on the keyboard and see what the word they'd suggest for spell Oh, no, that was. makes total sense, yeah. 
Yeah, and you're like... When they're from the yeah. planet... Yeah. You're like, that was spelled correct, or are you hitting random keys? Um, but I love that the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol, it, it bridges the gap between the two, ignores all of the Infinite Crisis bullshit. Okay, um, so... In terms of Doom Patrol, I'm not disparaging Infinite Crisis. I would like anybody who's listening to send us about how much they like Infinite Crisis. Do that. Is anybody going to send us anything? Send us anything you like about Infinite Crisis. I actually did like Infinite Crisis. What parts of it, Doug? Um, the fact that they didn't kill Nightwing. Uh, the fact that... That's a high five, hand. Unfortunately, they did kill Superboy, uh, the Connell version, but uh, they had to bring him back. Um... Uh, the time punches actually did kind of work for some stuff. Well, because the time punches brought back Jason Todd, and Red Hood's been a fucking awesome character. Tell me all the things you didn't like about it. Remind you, I only have about an hour and a half. <laughs> well, then we'll hold off. Um... And, well, it's one of those things where, one, I started pestering you pretty much immediately when Gerard Way started working on Doom Patrol, start bringing me single issues. Yeah. And it just, you didn't have time, you couldn't find them. I, I fell was, apart was, on it, it trying to get your thing. Fight Club too. I mean, yeah, like, I... Like I, I said, I wasn't pissed off about it, it was just one of those, if you're there and you see it, grab it for me. And I did. Eventually. But we both know that Gerard Way has such reverence for source material, I knew... But he doesn't get bogged be, down by it. He doesn't get bogged down by it. He builds his own new world around it, which I love. Because he brings back some of the characters from Grant Morrison's run. He leaves some behind, which is fine. Um, like I said, you, I, I think you're going to have a few Sorry, questions I, I about... Just, no, I love when you see random images from it online. You're like, is that a mummy drinking a soda through a pair of binoculars? Like you're looking at the mummy through the binoculars and he's drinking a soda? I was going to say, no, that's Larry Trainer in the negative spirit. It is, but it's just one of those things where you see an image without reference and you're like, oh, yeah. what am I looking at? Or the Euros. They have a Euro sandwich, and you turn the page, and it's like a cosmos inside of it, which gets explained on the first fucking issue, which is awesome. Um, Thanks, it, your red way. Because, like, I love that, like, the first issue of Doom Patrol is just a picture of a Euro sandwich, and you're like... And yep, that's like, very Doom Patrol. Like I said, like I explained to you... They're DC's an, an strangest actual, heroes. Like I said, when it was say. an actual single issue, that Euro was a sticker, and you were supposed to peel it up and see the cosmo th- cosmos yeah. underneath. It's fantastic. I love it. I can't recommend it enough. If you're an old fan of Doom Patrol, you'll love it. If you're a new, new fan... fan of Doom Patrol, you'll love it. Well, if you're a new fan, then you're already a new fan. And you uh, already love it. What else you got? Real quick, because I haven't finished it, because um, I've been busy. Uh, Orphan Black season five started. I, I kind of miss it. I don't want the Russian nesting dolls. I do too. Um, I'm kind of mad that Lizzie isn't here because he's, he's an Orphan Black fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I'm not caught up on season or episode two. Um, I just got to the part in the first season where, or the fifth season rather where Sarah has discovered uh, the Neolution uh, village, so I'm not even through the, the, the premiere. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been busy. Uh, so, but Orphan Black is... This is their last one, and I think they're going to go out with a bang. I love it. Well, they've done very well. I can't believe she hasn't gotten an Emmy yet. She got one last year. Did she? Yeah. Did she? I think she did. She okay. got nominated. 
I meant one, but okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She finally got nominated. After say, four fucking seasons. I kind of want the Russian nesting dolls. Of the different... Yeah, the different clones. Of the Lita project. Yeah. Cosima and yeah, Helena and... Everybody. Though there is a part where Helena attacks a guy, and I'm like, aren't you, like, seven months pregnant? <laughs> like, you wouldn't be able to, just, like, tackle a grown person. And Have you ever seen a seven-month pregnant woman angry? She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Fair enough. The hormones are raging, girl. Um, lastly, I have an app of the week. Absolutely. We haven't done this in a while. Um, you remember talking about... You can't sign up for Tinder if you don't have Facebook. That's not true at all. According to Android, it is. Oh, well, on iOS, it's not. Not that I've ever Why? Because I wanted Tinder. to send mean, mean, no, mean messages to people on Tinder. Okay. It was half-assed. I kind of want an app full of people with really, like... Emotionally vulnerable and call them uh, tender. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, we can all just be nice to each other because we really can't be mean to Sorry, each other. Sorry, and the whole walking away song would be playing in the background yeah. all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, app of the week, years ago, I talked about uh, Card Crawl. Do you remember that? The yeah. weird. Uh, well, let describe it so hopefully you remember. Um, it was kind of like solitaire, but like, it was there was an RPG aspect to it. Yeah. Cool. Well, they came out with a new game called Card Thief, okay. which is effectively every level of Batman Arkham where you have to sneak around, plus solitaire, and I love it. That either sounds awesome or terrible. It's there's no, both. There's no way no, it's between. both. Either you love it or you hate it. Yeah, um, I honestly couldn't get the th- tutorial for the first day because I didn't understand the mechanics of it. And the mechanics of it were simple. The cards you're not moving across are highlighted. The ones you are moving across are not highlighted. So I had to adjust my thought process on that. It took uh, you an entire day to figure that out? I Well, it's not like I spent the entire day on it. But, wow. Um, Nailed it. But, yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, for two bucks, it's buck ninety-nine on the App Store. Um, which, like I said, I love Card Crawl. I love their first game. What's the name of the company? Oh, oh, I don't remember. Okay, not a big deal. But, I mean, all the art's very similar. But I love Card Crawl, so, um, I was immediately like, yeah, I'll I'll pay two bucks based on the company that I, I like what you've done. Let's see what you're doing now. Uh, but Card Thief is a blast. There is an aspect of grinding, um, very early on. But there's no in-app purchases, so it's like. Okay, I do like that. I do yeah, like that. So it's like, yeah, just you're gr- an initial purchase. Yeah, yeah, you're grinding, but, but yeah, you're gonna get to where you need to get, and get what you need to get in terms of equipment. And that's kind of my big thing on a lot of app games is that I don't like in-app purchases, and I don't want to, you know, spend three weeks trying to get something done when I could just spend a dollar on it. But I'm not gonna fucking spend a dollar, a dollar on, on it. it. Yeah. So I mean, I appreciate an app that says like, look. It's going to be two bucks, but you know what? Everything you can get is going to be in-game. Yeah, you're going to have to work on it, but there's you're, it's not going to cost you an extra five bucks to buy it for something. almost buying a physical video game. Like there yeah, is, it's going to cost you 30 bucks, but you're not going to spend money on it after this. Uh, depending on well, DLC, you, but yeah, you know I know I mean. what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah there, is no, there is no, like, 
give us five dollars and unlock everything. Like there is none of that. It's like I do appreciate you that a great deal. Earn your shit, which I actually really appreciate, especially based on that it's like a thief thing. So it's like, yeah, I don't want all the equipment given to me like readily. Like yeah, I can like earning it. I've been playing it for about a week. Um, totally digging it. Card thief. Uh, let me see if I can actually bring up the company. Sorry. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Nope, that's the Walking Dead app. <laughs> um, let's see if it brings it up. Should it be in the opening? Or like your wait screen or something? Um. Nope. 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 <laughs> Settings. Uh, Tiny Touch Tales. <laughs> Which was my nickname. Isaac. Which was my nickname in high school. Um, oh, no, but like, funny. it's, once again, like, years later, uh, their first game, uh, Card Crawl, was, I loved it. I remember talking to you and Lizzie about it, where it's effectively like a, a weird RPG solitaire. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I loved the art. It was very original. Um, the mechanics were very original. I ended up getting to the point on that game where I was like, I'm, I'm winning almost every time because I've done everything. I like the I've fact that everything. they seem to have not shifted their priorities too much, even though it's years later. They're still doing kind of an interesting original game that's not trying to cash in on what the marketplace for money is right the now. The fact is they didn't do Card Crawl 2. They did Card the, Thief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, and I caught the... Yeah. So, I, like I, I said, I'm I like the sack that they see... The, the sack. I like the sack. I know you do. Oh. Oh. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.